Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. And welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. This is Amy. I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Leslie. (laughs) There's so much to talk about. (laughs) Guys, I feel in a very meta way that I have been gaslighted by the show that is showing the gaslighters. (laughs) I feel crazy. Um... I just, I was watching it, and at one point, I paused it, and I had that Will Ferrell moment, like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, you know? Because it's like, what is happening? What is happening? Like, were we wrong the whole time? Uh, I'm just going to do a mea culpa and say, I was wrong about everything. We were wrong about everything. I'm not even sure. I I should just never podcast again, because I was wrong about everything. I found myself... I'm going to fail my, you know, my PhD because clearly I do not analyze these fuckers right. (laughs) I found myself empathizing with Potato. I found myself not gagging when Jose was on the screen sometimes. I found myself crying. I I don't even know what. By the way, guys, it is 65 degrees in New York City today. Yes, yeah, and there's And there's some kids playing outside Leslie's window, and we're going to let them have that. Yeah, just enjoy it. Because it is 65 it. degrees. And that's yes. rare in November, and they're just losing their minds. They're like, you suck, me, me, me. We're just going to let your those mama kids jokes. So you might hear out. some of your mama jokes. We're going to let them sit out there, drink, bounce a basketball. Uh, no, they're like 11. Other. I hope they're not drinking. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, but they're Dominican, so they might be. <laughs> My bad. I'm Dominican, guys. It's okay. I can make the joke. Yeah, I did not make that joke. I, I did. did not. I take full Don't, responsibility. Do not come for me. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we're looking at Married at First Sight. I believe it's episode 18, The Reunion Part 1. Oh, wait. I have news first. I'm yes. starting with breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Jamie Leotis is off of Unfiltered. <gasps> what? <gasps> Are you replacing her? Is that like your big news? I think we all know who's replacing her, Leslie. Yeah, I think so, too. That would be amazing if he does. He asks all the right questions. We're talking Mm -hmm. about Gil, of course, guys. He asks all the right questions. He looks all the right ways. He's He's going to be hosting the next season of Unfiltered. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? What if it's like Rachel and Jose? What, to be the host? Yeah, I'll jump off a cliff. I'll jump off a cliff. They have the personality of a napkin. (laughs) 
No. So so that is the breaking news. Also, and I guess we'll just have a we'll just have a podcast meeting on the air. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> The new season is dropping in January. That does not give us a lot of time to cram in the Boston season. So I think what we're going to do, guys, is, and you tell me if you agree, Mm -hmm. we'll do next episode. Maybe we'll put out one more that's like overall thoughts of the season. And then we'll ride through Christmas and then pick up with the next season. Yeah, because it's going to be too tight. It's going to be too tight. And going into the holidays, you know, I'm a teacher. Leslie's in school. Yeah. The semester's coming to an end. It's going to be really hard. So that's what we'll do. We'll be back. You know, we'll do two or three more on this feed. And then we'll be back in January with season, I don't know, 2070 billion. With episode a billion. That's the problem. Yes. The thing is that we could have done it if it was like, let's say, 10 episodes and two reunions. So 12 and all. We could have tried to cram it in. Yeah. But Every episode is like three hours long and they're just rehashing all kinds of old shit that we've seen all season. Yeah. And don't forget that we jumped into this late. So next season we'll be able to start right. You right know, when with, it starts. Yeah, yeah. Right when it starts. So that's what we're going to do there. Just had a little little content meeting on the air for everyone to hear. <laughs> all right. So so those are the announcements. Jamie Leotis sold her house. If you follow Instagram. Sold her house, moved into an RV. I don't know what the fuck is happening there. Family. And I have no idea. I just, uh And she's gone. So we don't ever have to mention her again. Okay. Awesome. All right. Um, but we can talk about Jamie Lee Curtis whenever you'd like. I love her. Okay. I love awesome. her too. Freaky Friday. Love it. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I look like the Crypt Keeper. Kevin Frake. Love <laughs> Kevin Frazier. Leslie is super excited to welcome us to Married at First Sight, the reunion. And he's and by himself. How do you feel about him as a host? Well, he did ask some questions that I had. Um, okay. But I didn't like the dynamic because he wasn't there in person, I guess, because of COVID yeah. or traveling restrictions. You know who needs to host it next season? Who needs to host all the things? Gil. Gil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there was one point he was like, oh, guys will be guys. Like, he does that kind of stuff a lot that I yeah. don't like. And, like, have some balls, Zach. Like, that's weird. Don't come for his manhood. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I All right. That. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing, Kevin tells us, is off limits tonight. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So I have, first up is Jachel. And Rachel's dress was an interesting choice. Yeah, it was the green thing, right? And her hair yeah. looked like J Lo in the nineties. I call it weird. a pe- I call it a pebbles ponytail, which yeah. you know, not cute, not from cute. the Flintstones. Yeah. So I, guys, you know, if I'm commenting on fashion, it's real bad because <laughs> I mean, she could have showed up in Skid's pants, and I wouldn't have, you know, commented. you wouldn't have even noticed. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. So are they? My bar of fashion is: are they dressed? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. So Kevin's asking them, did the experts make the right choice? Did they get your match correct? And I just want to shout out to our Instagram followers who are amazing and immediately sent me Jose screenshot of Jose saying the experts certainly hit it on the nail. Oh, I can't with this guy. (laughs) The nail on the coffin or hit it on the head. I I just, we're hitting something Jose. Oh Lord. Rachel says she's got looks. And she got the personality she wanted. And she was super happy about everything. Of course, really, the only storyline between them is the fight, right? So yeah. we jump right into that. 
Jose says this was an oops, and I blew it out of proportion that she called me Johnny. Uh, you think? Kevin says, I love how he tries to buddy up with these guys. It's so weird. It's such a weird dynamic. He's like, hey, yo, yo, Jose, hey, dude, me, over here, just you and me. Let's have a real moment. You knew you were locking her out, didn't you? You were pissed. You wanted to give her the old screw. And Jose's like, no, dude, no. First of all, number one, I'm not going to admit that on television. And number two, I'm not going to admit that on television. So Jose's like, uh, maybe. Like, you could tell Jose is totally weirded out by this faux bro behavior. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what's happening here. They've probably never been met in person. He's like, who no. is this person? It's so weird. So he's like, Jose goes, look, I just, she she left. I didn't think she was coming back. <clears throat> Bullshit. And I locked the door and I went to bed. All right. Kevin says, come on, dude. Admit it. It was foul, brother. Come on. Rachel's like, look. I know, because here she comes now towing the party line and commenting to save Jose. Rachel's like, I know that he just thought I would get another place to sleep. You know, like in a cardboard box on the street or something. (laughs) And she she actually says, like, with one of the girls, maybe. But she just really did not have a place to sleep, and it was crazy. And Jose admits that the next morning, when he was like, do what you want, do what you want, he was really passive-aggressive. And he was refusing to acknowledge what happened. Jose is literally sweating. He's sweating buckets and he's squirming. Did you notice this? Yeah. Okay. Kevin's like, I love the way you two work through your issues. I was thrilled to see you stay married on uh, on vacation day. On decision day. What happened since then? Are you still together? And Rachel's like, no, we broke up. And I was like, yes! I know! Yes! I was she like, I'm not her surprised. Freedom. But then what you then it surprises yeah. me what yeah. happens next. <laughs> so then we find out they broke up, but now they're trying to get back together. And Rachel okay. says they separated for four weeks, but now they're trying to rebuild their emotional connection. It was tough to move in together and adjust to life outside of the experiment. And Jose kept saying to her, how much stuff do you have? You have too much stuff. Are you going to put your stuff away? What's going on with your stuff? So Rachel moved out. She's like, you know what, buddy? Here's my fucking stuff. See ya. And she left. Yeah. And they're not living together, and she's living with her mom. Rachel says she was Mother Debbie Dunn. Done. Mm-hmm. And Jose pursued her relentlessly, and or as Jose would say, restlessly. <laughs> and now they're working on it. And Jose wants her home, and he says, even with your stuff. So Kevin asks, did Summer Rachel have something to do with the breakup? And Rachel says, a little bit. There were a lot of trips, a lot of trips. And Kevin says, you know, Jose, you may need to spend a little money, brother. You know, we're, we're buddies here. Let me tell you something. Go on some of those trips. Okay. Then then Jose's insufferability resurfaces. No, he and has like, to one-up everyone. Everybody. But especially Rachel. And this mm-hmm. is what I don't like about him. He only rises when she falls. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. So she, he's like, well... I told you, I have more than enough money to go on a trip. She knows I do. And I spend $1,500 a night on a hotel for us. And Rachel's like, this is really concerning to me. Because, like, I would rather travel more often and spend less money. Thank you. She's like, when I'm on a trip, like, see, 
I know these kinds of travelers. They're people who aren't really comfortable traveling. Like, they have to have a five-star luxury experience or they can't go anywhere. Yeah, so that they could feel comfortable. Like, they need to make it feel like their home because they don't yeah. actually feel comfortable outside of their home. Right. Which, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, if Jose really is this opposed to traveling, maybe she's not the right one for you, dude. And that's yeah. okay, you know? So, basically, we get this funny clip then um, where Rachel tries to describe what Jose does for a living. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's like a never-seen, never-before-seen clip. And he's a mission flight specialist, but, like, she has no clue. So then they come back and she says, I know now. He's, bas- he's basically in charge of parts that connect, that are individualized for space suits. And he catalogs their journey of, you know, if they've gone to space and blah, 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 blah. So that's where we leave them. We leave them with they've broken up, but they're com- pretty confident yeah. that they're going to get back together again. And they're like, I love you and I love you. So pretty much Jose is the Chandler Bing because no one knows what he does. No one knows. So no he's one a trans chance- monster or data yes. processor announcer. <laughs> Chanandler Bong. Chana- Miss Chanandler Bong. Thank you. Okay. So now we have... Potato and Brett. What'd you think of Brett's outfit? It wasn't as great as her um, decision day outfit because that really like it sparkled, especially because the eyeshadow matched her dress. It really like brought out her eyes. This one was kind of like meh. I didn't like the way it was plunging. It was like showing a little too much. It wasn't too flattering. Mm-hmm. I thought for her top. I agree. Like she's gorgeous and she looks oh, great yeah. in anything. But I don't know. I didn't love that outfit. Um, Potato was wearing Crocs. Did you get that? Oh, was that? It's just I see him. I honestly see Spudnik. You know, Ross dresses Spudnik on Friends. Yeah. yeah. That's all I see when I look at him. He was wearing Crocs. I believe. Guys, come at me if I'm wrong. They looked like Crocs to me, but we all know how bad I am at identifying any kind of fashion. So. All right. So Kevin says it was no surprise that Ryan and Brett broke up. Uh, but they say they have no bad blood, no hostility. They get into it. They start talking about Ryan saying that Brett is not his type. But she says she wasn't really hurt by that. Like, he wasn't necessarily her type either. And, you know, people have types and whatever. It's fine. She's not, like, crying about it. Brett says her issue with Ryan is that she always felt like he was hiding things from her. But she thinks it was because he did, like, she recognizes that it was because he didn't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. And Ryan says he regrets that, and I wrote, and he's wearing Crocs. <laughs> so Kevin says, Ryan, what did you learn about yourself? And he, guys, you know me, I'm always paraphrasing. This is not verbatim. He said he's always been a fuckboy, and now he's realizing, wow, some people have feelings. <laughs> and Brett, Brett learned she can expand her dating pool a bit and not be so close-minded. <clears throat> Okay. Now they bring out Ryan's sister. Okay, now we got to call her something else because she's going to set off everybody's device. Listen, I my note says, Potato Sister kept activating my device. She should not be named. Yeah, let's just call her... Hash Browns. Hash Browns. Good idea. Okay. So they bring out Hash Brown. And Hash Brown says, she and the family loved Brett. This goes back to what I've been saying all along. I'm always very, I'm always observant of how people around these people feel about them. Yeah. Everybody loved Brett. Like, everybody did. Everyone. Like, even now, Hash Brown isn't saying anything bad about her. Nope. Mm-mm. So, 
She said they thought it was a good match. And she said Ryan can use a girl like Brett to really keep him in line. And she wishes that it worked out. And Kevin asks Hash Brown about that fateful... I can't believe I'm saying this. About that fateful conversation in which she implied there was someone else. And Ryan says, look, that was fair. Like, I've done a bunch of shit in the past. And she used to live with me. And she saw a lot of this shit. So Hash Brown's like, I regret making the assumption. But Ryan's kind of been a dirtball. I am here for Hash Brown's uh, takedown of Ryan. It's subtle. I'm here for it. It's with love. She's basically telling him, like, you need to grow the fuck up. She really is. And she's like, um, this this would have been a good match for you if you could have looked outside your stupid type mm-hmm. that you had. Now we get the bombshell that Ryan threatened me with the other day. Which yeah. is um, <laughs> that Hash Brown says she found out Brett was seeing someone. Brett says this is not true. And Ryan says, actually, I know because I saw texts. And I saw conversations, and he says they met before decision decision day, but he doesn't believe, or Brett says, yes, I met this person before decision day, but I believe 100% that I was not distracted from the marriage by this person. Ryan says there's definitely more to it than friendship. Even the night they met, there was more to it than friendship. And Brett said, yes, there was an interaction the night they met. Okay, what's your theory on this? Did they hook up? interaction i don't think it was a hookup i think it was more like they did you know they were flirting back and forth and they exchanged numbers and there was like texting and she probably felt guilty about it because technically i'm married but Mm -hmm. you know here i am having a connection that i don't have with this husband that i was set up with Mm -hmm. so she was probably testing the waters to see like you know if this goes south then maybe i could have this new guy yep now, Ryan says, I have a whole theory, but I'm going to finish this before I get into my theory, which is probably going to be wrong based on all my assumptions from previous episodes. Ryan says, this sucks because, you know, the whole dating app thing. Okay, here's my theory. My theory is Ryan could give a fuck about this. He doesn't yeah. care. He's over this. But he's like, this, I'm airing this publicly so that I don't look like the bad guy with the dating app situation. Exactly. That's what it is. Damage what, control. What he fails to understand is Brett was not angry that he was looking for another date when she called him out on the dating app. What she said, if you listen to it, is she said, you had one week to go, man. You couldn't wait a week. Exactly. She was angry that it was humiliating to her on air. I think if if that never, like, if the friend didn't call her, not even on air, if the friend, if he didn't match with her friend. Yeah, it would have been fine. I think it would have been fine. I think she wouldn't have even cared. Do you know what I mean? But she was trying to say to him, like, dude, we had one week to get through this. Like, can we just, you know. Now, I'm not saying she wasn't feeling any kind of rejection. I'm sure she was. I'm pretty sure she was humiliated because she's like, great, now my friend is texting me this screenshot. So it's like, didn't you get married on TV? Well, look, he's on a dating app. Look how stupid you're going to look. Exactly. So, of course, you got to address it on air because then otherwise it's going to leak on social media. A hundred percent. Yeah. So Brett reiterates that she is not dating this guy and she's not dating anyone. And Kevin's like, is there someone out there for you? And she's like, no, there's no one. And then she goes, well, there's someone. We just haven't met him yet. I love her so much. Maybe she'll be the host of something. Okay. Kevin asks Hash Brown, 
what advice do you want to give your brother? And Hash Brown says, Ryan needs to be upfront and honest. And Ryan says he is ready for marriage. And, and so is Brett. And Brett says, you know, we both want the same things. But I just, it like Kevin's kind of saying, if Ryan had put more into it, would it have worked out between you? And Brett's like, you know what? Really, I don't think it would have. And I'm going to go back to my original theory of yep. they are of two different political views. And I think that matters in 2021. That definitely matters. And I think mm-hmm. that that is the thing because he kept trying to say, I kept trying to look outside of myself and be open-minded, you know, yeah. date a stupid yep. liberal and look what happened. And I think that's what she meant when she was like, I, I learned that I can expand my dating pool a little bit. Like maybe she's like, I don't only have to date other progressive or mm-hmm. Democrat. You know what I mean? Like maybe I can con- include someone of a independent status or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So then... Kevin's like, how, what, what's the hardest part of this been for you? And Brett says, the hardest part is coming home to an empty house without Baxter. R.I.P. R.I.P. Baxter. Oh, I don't even know how to make the sign of the cross. Is it like that? Like yeah. This. Okay. You're not a Catholic. I, can tell. <clears throat> I was raised Catholic. Oh, you're going to hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Brett says, you know, I even have a little like, like you get a phantom limb thing going. She's like. I hear something and I flinch like don't bark little Baxter my little sweetheart and he's not there anymore there is a Baxter shaped hole in her life I know and I'm upset about it it's so sad so then Brett says in the end the divorce wasn't hard because we never had feelings like we never just developed that connection but she feels good about the experience she thinks they'll always be friends because it's like they went through war together then they high five and Kevin says, this is the healthiest divorce I ever saw. They leave. And Gil and Mirla, come on. Oh, Lordy Lord. So, my I'm, I'm speaking for I'm speaking for America. Yeah. When I say, how dare you? <laughs> Go on. I have a question. Number one, how dare you? Number one, how dare you? Number exactly. two, how dare you? <laughs> so, Gil is sporting a very sharp burgundy suit. He looks amazing. Salt and pepper wait, wait, beard. Do you have, are, are there cars running over the children now? No, the cars are trying to pick up the women fainting because Gil is so hot. Oh, okay. Am exactly. I out there? <laughs> Dude, so he looked amazing. amazing. I generally like clean cut guys, but See, for I some don't. reason that beard looked really... Well, I know your husband looks like a rock star. Mm-hmm. So like, oh yeah, take a drink. Amy's <laughs> husband, no. Amy's husband, bing! Everybody drink. Um, I generally like a little scruff. He had just the right amount. It wasn't a full beard. I liked it. And it was peppered in a little bit, not like too crazy. It was... Yep. Well, then again, I'm in love with Jeff Goldblum, so that's... Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, I just went somewhere Come back. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, guys. (laughs) Sorry, my mind just... Blue. Woo. Okay, anyway. She so, was thinking of Gil and Jeff Goldblum together. <laughs> I'm a sin- uh, Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> so Mila is serving some body adi adi because she is wearing a nice tight fitted red dress. I mean, and her lip matches. She's wearing these really high leather boots and they have like studs on them. They're very, very fashionable. 
And they look like a real couple. Like, they belong together. Like, their yeah. their fashion levels match. Whereas before, she was always... She looked a little more dressed up. And he was a little more dressed down. So, it looked mm-hmm. like they were going to different places at times. But this time, it's like, no. They both... They belong together. So, I'm like, this is amazing. And then, you know, you could tell that Mila has an influence on him. Because he looks sharp, and then he reveals the red bottom sole. So those are expensive as Louis Vuittons. The ones that he criticized Mirla about having in her closet because those would be $1,000 shoes. So that's basically what that is. Wait a minute. They're $1,000 shoes? They could be, yeah. Because Louis Vuittons is like over $500 and up. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. I told you my shoe budget. 40 bucks, TJ Maxx. I'm there. I spent like 200 on Cardi sneakers, and that was, okay. I'm still paying for that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 6% interest. Yeah. <laughs> so we get clips of their relationship throughout the season. The host, what's his face, Kevin? Yeah. Forgot yeah. his name. I was like, what's yeah. his face? So he asked, like, how Mirla envisioned the process, and she said she doesn't know, because how can you picture something you haven't experienced before? And I'm like, okay. And then I'm thinking in the back of my mind, She's going to do something that's going to piss people off because I kept getting notifications and I was like, don't look at Instagram. Don't look at Instagram because you guys were coming for us. Like, what do you think? What do you think? And I was like, I don't want to know. Well, I put something on the story like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I was like, who is this person? So, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking about everything she said. I'm looking at my notes and I'm just shaking my head. I know. So, she said that she was in it and just went with how she felt. So this was the experience that she was going through. So she just kind of went with the flow. So Gil knew going in that this would be a slow process. The terms of them having chemistry or building a relationship, he didn't realize it would be as slow as it was because he couldn't even get a kiss, you know? So nothing prepared him for that. And he said, you know, it's marriage. He wanted them to be together for over 50 years. He was ready. He right. He knew it would it. take time. Yeah, yeah. He knew it would take time. And he's like, if this is my forever person, I got to put in the time. So that's why he was so patient with her. And I was like, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense now. So they talk about the kiss on, at the altar of the cheek and her refusing to kiss him at the ceremony. And Gil was like, I was ready to give her a kiss but he understood, you know, we are strangers at the end of the day. So I get it, you know, it's fine. So, of course, this is married at first sight. So we have to measure things in scales. So, mm-hmm. of course, what do you rate this? On what do you rate yourself? On a scale of one to ten, he felt like a one for not getting the kiss. But mm-hmm. he didn't know how much later the kiss would be. Like, So it's like he wasn't really expecting it. I don't it's know. Just, it was like a can weird we stop scale. talking about this kiss? Jesus Christ, like, right? Who cares? They ended up banging. We all know. Oh, God. So they mention how Gil is constantly complaining about Mirla and calling her Debbie Downer. And they ask if ever felt like if she ever felt that he crossed the line. And he says, no, I don't think so. Because that was a criticism they had. And that was a criticism we had all season, actually, because I'm confusing myself now. That he was kind of needling her, but they were, like, having jokey. Was it fun? And then we started questioning, is it jokey? Is she taking it in stride? Because she would always be kind of like, I hear you. I take yep. it. I'm going to yep. work on it. So it we, was We confusing. thought she was taking it in stride. She was not. She was not. So And also, according to Gail, he's in junior high school. So when he pokes fun of people, that means he likes you. Yes. 
So turns out Mirla was bothered by all the snide comments because she yep. hadn't experienced that before and didn't know what to do with it. But she never told she never told him that it bothered her. Nope. And I'm gonna interject for one second because yeah. I just looked this up. The reunion was filmed the weekend of August twenty eighth. Just so we have a timeline here. Okay. 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 So this was three, four months ago. Yeah. So, okay. So Mirla so Mirla says that her way of telling Gil that she wasn't finding his jabs funny was by countering it by asserting herself and saying, I am not high maintenance. I am not a diva. But you know, that I guess that didn't really work. It got lost in translation because Gil didn't pick up on that. Yeah. But Gil points out that people she's been with in the past have been like her. They've been their own version of a diva and that like the a Johnny. Like a Johnny. Are similar. So that's yeah. why they get along and she never encountered that, you know, friction before. Yes. He's like, You've dated yourself. And me I, I, I would disagree. date myself in a heartbeat. I want to date myself. <laughs> No, do you, do you want to date Tinder, Leslie? <laughs> no. no. Do not bring her back. We killed her. This is going to be a true crime. R.I.P. 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 Tinder, Leslie. <laughs> so we get an unbefore-aired scene from their honeymoon where Gil is giving Mira a massage. So they're on the beach, and he sets up, like, this little table for her to lay down, and he can massage her, and she is visibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's romantic, and he asks, like, oh, do you think it's romantic? And she says, no. (laughs) I see this as work. (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> um, she says later, or does she say it now? Does so, she tell the story of why it was uncomfortable? So Kevin okay. is like, what about it was work? And she says it was like 95 degrees and yes. she had communicated to him that she wanted to take things slow when it came to physical intimacy. So we get the scene where Gil says if she doesn't kiss him by before decision day, he would say no that day or whatever. So we're at the reunion and she's like, I've said that I said this is who I am. She needs a strong foundation, communication and trust for her to get physical level, and that comes later on for her. Totally respectable. We agreed from the very beginning. Mm -hmm, We get that. mm -hmm. Stay in your ground. If you're not comfortable with something, don't Mm -hmm. do it. We agree with you. We support you. So we see the matchmaking special clip with Dr. Pepper, where Mirla says once she knows the person, she's very physical and would want to have sex as often as possible. And I was like, oh, I don't think I saw that. 
I did not see that. But let me ask you something. How would you feel if your partner put you out in the blazing sun and then tried to rub you down? Okay, first of all, that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> that would be like, it's, say what now? We're going where? No, there's no air conditioning out there. No, no. I don't do exactly. that. I'm, I'm a like February this, baby. No. Look. Mirla is problematic in many ways, but not wanting to be rubbed down in 95 degree heat. I feel like we get you, sister. Yeah. If, he's, you. if You know, if he had said, let's just sit by the pool, maybe we'll cool off. That doesn't really work for me either. But at least I could see, well, at least you're attempting to remedy the situation where he's just like trying to put the moves on her. Yeah. And she's sweating yeah. buckets and it's like three million degrees. <laughs> yeah. No do not you. touch me when it's over 60 degrees. It's disgusting. It's horrible. <laughs> Oh my god. And I won't say my husband again, so don't worry. No one has no, to drink. Don't, don't keep drinking, guys. It's bad. So then they asked Gil if he got what he wanted, and that's when I noticed that he had like black diamond studs in his ears. I was like, wow, even his earrings are on point. Yeah. Very, very fashionable. Yep. So I was like, she really did a number on him. And I was like, so she made him up in her image basically like mm-hmm. this is what you need to look like to hang with me mm-hmm. but turns out it backfires mm-hmm. so I, I i still can't process this so gil says he knew what he wanted through the entire process he knew she he she wanted a successful marriage and did he so was it worth it so they both wanted a successful marriage blah 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 so there's no definitive answer given. It's kind of like one of those things like, so were you, you know, successful as a marriage? And mm-hmm. then it's like, wait, what's going on? Then there's like a commercial break. Yeah. So we move on to um, decision day flashback. And they're talking about consummating the marriage and Gil telling Mirla he loves her. So everything looks great. And so we're like, oh, we're like, yes. All over again. Yes. And then we find out that they ended up moving in together. But then Gil says, unfortunately, since decision day, we have not been together. And everybody's like, oh, well, at first everybody's like, okay. You know, like we kind of knew they weren't together. We were stunned as to what happened next. This is the problem. So apparently, 14 days after decision day, Mirla decided she didn't want to be with Gil anymore. Just decided. She just decided. She was never in love with them. Yeah. And when Kevin asks her, she says, there isn't an easy answer to that and that there were a variety of things. So Kevin goes, what were the sequence of events that led you to not wanting to be with him anymore? And she said, they were just too, they were just too different. And that things that were non-negotiable for her and part of it was financial stability. So that's why I'm like, oh, she's ragging on him because he doesn't make money. So then Gil reveals he has an amazing, amazing pension plan and sure. that he makes $100 more every two weeks than she does. So it's right. clearly not about finances. She's well, just in not her that position, you. though, like somebody on Reddit has a similar position to hers. And they were saying they make like a pharmaceutical sales rep, kind of. Um in that pay structure, I mean, not the job. The job's mm-hmm. not like that. Um, they make a lot of money through bonuses. So mm. her salary, yes, he probably makes a little bit more than her per week. But mm. she probably gets, okay. like, fat-ass bonuses every once in a while. So for her, it's not about it not being so much enough money. She says that 
the initial attraction was not there. There was no chemistry from the what? very beginning. And she realized she was not happy. And then Leslie, I looked at Gil and he looks like he's about to cry. And I'm like, dude, me too. Did this, did you, did you pick up on any of this? Here's the thing. When we see her during the wedding, remember she was checking off all the things that she wanted and things she did not want. And she was like, oh, I hope he's not bald. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be an issue because he's bald. And then she, they cut to her and she was like, he's bald. But then they got along so famously that I was like, oh, everything is fine. So what happened? So that was the real mirror that we saw right there. She was not into him from day one. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Tinfoil hat theory. Okay. I went down the rabbit hole on Reddit. Like really down the rabbit hole. Because I feel like something happened. It's right? so random. Because yeah. there's not even a gray area here, guys. She's like, nope, done. I don't want him. And she still like tries to to save face and is like, he's a great guy. But mm-hmm. something happened. Somebody on Reddit, it, it was way deep down, like near the bottom of the rabbit hole had said that he was very problematic on Twitter, that he was sharing some stuff that was, I don't know if sexist is the right word, mm. but like, you know, kind of just icky, icky. Okay. Okay. Could that have been something? I don't know. The engines know. are revved. They're intrigued. My engines are revved. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it, because it just seems could be like, something like that. Even like if he it's said, not that he was blindsided as we all were, because mm-hmm. it's like it seemed like they were getting along. Like, what the hell happened? And she's saying, "Oh, from the very beginning, I wasn't even attracted to him." So then I'm like, "But you end up banging him. So was it that yeah. you were going along with the process, and you were like, well, maybe if we sleep together, I'll grow feelings, and then it could work? Was that the reason why?" Oh like, my god, they bang, they bang two day, two weeks before decision day, right? Yeah, something like that. Could there have been an issue in the bedroom? Ooh, maybe. Uh, I find that hard to believe. But maybe. So then Gil, I mean, when they flash back to that bachelor scene and he's like on the pole, I'm like, there shouldn't be issues there. <laughs> there should not be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so for Gil, this was the second time he's heard her say this because he, she had told him when they broke up, um, once the camera stopped rolling, essentially. And for Gil, the biggest issue is that she had felt that way from the beginning and that the relationship was based on communication Yes, yeah, she failed to communicate this huge thing with him. Like, this is huge. Dude, I yeah. don't like you. Like, that's yeah. huge. She failed to communicate that with all of us as well. Yeah. I feel, dear married at first sight producers, fuck you. Like, I feel used. I feel cheated. <laughs> I feel like Michaela. I feel gaslit. Yep. I feel, I'm just, I'm really, I was... My jaw literally hit the floor when this happened. I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. She's telling us that everything that we have witnessed was a lie. Basically, yeah. It was just a show, basically. Either she's a sociopath or she got the most manipulative edit ever. That's the thing, because we kept saying, oh, producers are trying to make her look bad, like her being a brat, but we like her anyway kind of thing. Maybe... That was a kind of it, what they gave her. So then I'm watching. They kept flashing back to when she met with Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And she was crying, crying and drunk. Watch that scene again. Because what she says is, like, I knew I would get blah, blah, blah. I didn't expect to get everything I want. She never says, 
Like that could be taken in one of two ways. Mm -hmm. She could be crying saying, I didn't, I never expected to get blah, blah, blah. Like, cause I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like overanalyzing everything now, guys. I'm doubting everything. Up is down. Down is up. What is happening? And apparently they had decided, well, they had discussed decision day prior to the actual day, like that they were going to stay together. And Gil revealed he sold everything he owns, only keeping his blender, his clothes, and hype, his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If this is true, okay, if she was not into him from the beginning... Those producers did her real dirty. Yeah. Because I think if she wasn't into him from the beginning, we would have just kind of been like, oh, God, she's annoying. She's this, she's that, right? Yeah. But, like, she, we are led to believe that she completely gaslit him. That she was... I don't even know if gaslighting's the right term there. Manipulated? Then she manipulated the narrative because then she is shown saying, I have chosen... To love my husband. So she's right. saying, I'm choosing right. to be in this marriage. I'm choosing you. Something happened. Something happened. 100%. We've all been there. We know when something happens and everything inside you, like your lady parts just shrivel up. You're done. Yeah. Something happened. Either so, he said the wrong thing. I don't know. Something. Yeah, Her head and, turned. So after he sells his soul, essentially... She tells him, I don't find you attractive. I'm not happy. And Gil, being the help, you know, hopeless romantic that he is, I almost said hopeless romantic, you know, I was going to pull mm, Jose. Slip. <laughs> that he is thought that he thought that things would turn around. Like, oh, I'll just give her some time. We'll stay together. We'll work through this. You know, we're good communicators, blah, 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 blah. But then, you know, she wanted to move out. But then he ended up moving out two to three days later. He was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, it's. It's real weird, guys. And she won't address it. She's like, I'm not even going to acknowledge what he just said. Leslie, when you were watching this, because you watched this later than I did. You mm-hmm. watched it today. Yeah. Were you like, did you have to get up and run around the apartment? Were you I just paused, like, what the and fuck? I, and I got up and I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> and my, did my Mexican Darcy betray me? <laughs> my Mirla J. Lo broke my heart. Yeah, something. Did not like that. Not like I, that. I, I'm just telling you, something happened, and it better not be Johnny. It better not. Oh be. Oh my god! It better I'm not vomit be right now. On I will air. lose my goddamn mind. If you're into that vomiting kink, I will puke on air for you because that is wow. disgusting. Okay, <laughs> so you guys heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> no, only if they're together. I'm not gonna do that. But Gil says, like, I guess I don't have enough money for you, and she's like. That's you projecting your insecurities onto me. And she shut the conversation down. Hmm. And she said she did what was best for him. He's a great guy. That it was a healthy thing to do because it wouldn't be healthy for her to stay around if she didn't want to be with him. And of course, Kevin's like, dude, don't worry. Your DMs are blowing up right now. And I'm like, shoot. Yeah, he is not. Guys, Gil will be okay. Yeah. He'll be okay. But. I can kind of see where he's coming from because anyone who's like in his DMs now, like it's not going to feel authentic. No, it's going to be like, oh, he's on TV or oh, yeah. I feel sorry for him. Or, yeah, you know, it's, something like it's that. just kind of weird. Or I, I want to get some sort of famous adjacent. So, yeah. So she was even asked, were you ever in love with Gil? And she says, no. And I was very clear about that. She's been in love before 
and knows what love is and she was not in love with and she turns to him and says we talked about this you knew i felt this way and she said i never told you i love you because she didn't want to um be disingenuous with him i like you but i don't feel those feelings yet and wouldn't say them until she felt them so she said that she was not going to say i love you until she felt it and gil says that he's still in love with mirla like you can't just shut it off overnight and that made me so sad she's like we talked about early on she's the first woman who hasn't like immediately just jumped into his bed because he's so fucking hot yeah and that's attractive to him i think that she's a little she pushes back like that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i felt so bad for him because in that moment i was like all my greatest love stories and my love affairs have been unrequited ones. Wow. <laughs> you know, the one where, where I'm just, like, hopelessly devoted and, like, singing along to, like, sappy love songs into the are you putting? Soundtrack. Are you putting the picture in the, in the baby water, in the kiddie pool? Yeah. Yeah. Hopelessly devoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. And the guy doesn't even know I'm alive. Like, those were, like, that was high school and college and, you know. Was that Jeff it. Goldblum? <laughs> no, he knows I'm alive because I got to meet him and I okay. hugged him. So he okay. knows I'm alive. All right. okay. <laughs> and I have a podcast about him, which... I need to get back on. But anyways, yeah, I just felt like, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, poor Gil, like, he's so heartbroken. And then I felt a little jealous because I'm like, you know, I'm not that depressed right now. And I kind of need that because I need to write a new book. And that's when I write the best when I'm miserable. <laughs> so th- that's the problem with being a writer like I me. Know. I know. I need the drama. I was talking about that with my students. We were doing, um, perform. we were like showing performance poetry in class today. Mm -hmm. And some Rudy Francisco, which is, you know, he's amazing. And we were talking about, and I was saying to them, some of the best poetry is born of pain. Like that's where you find it, you know, because poetry and writing are a way of working things out. Yeah. So I'm with you. Like all my books are about me trying to work something out. Maybe I can now write about Gilamirla. <laughs> Maybe. A novella. A novella. A novella. I've written one of those. Those are funny. A but novella then, called What the Fuck, Mirla? What the Fuck, Mirla? And then, and first of all, it was hard for me to even pronounce, learn how to pronounce her fucking name. That was We did like, it, though. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. learned. Because I mm-hmm. heard it in Spanish. I was like, Mirla. Yeah, I don't know how to say that in mm-hmm. English. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then she wants to continue to drag his heart further and she says i don't want to be married to him so it's not only like no i don't love him i don't want to be married to him like yeah yeah, we get it we see it you're not zacking it up you know kind of like i don't want to be married to him but maybe i'll bang you i don't know yeah yeah no she's done yeah and Mm -hmm. so gil's like i've had a hard time with this breakup he believed that he was meant to be with mirla because he loved her and it's not something you can just brush off. And he's been in therapy, guys. He's been in therapy over this. And said so he's never had an issue with rejection before. And this threw him for a loop. He wanted it so much he was willing to do whatever. Then they asked Mirla how she's doing. She's like, I'm okay. Life moves I'm on. I'm good. Then they it was said so to kill. Then they said to kill. Would you sign this tra- contract to host Unfiltered next season real quick? <laughs> but she did say she hasn't started dating yet, but she will. And Gildan says, I just want someone who wants me. And I was like, Aww. Jesus Christ, my heart. I know. I know. And every man, woman, not child, 18 year old, year old or over person. We were all like, we're there. We got yes. you. We got you. Everyone um, with a pulse. Is that where we leave them? We're done with them? That's where we leave them. He just wants to be loved. 
Let me just say I cannot wait till next week when the experts get a hold of them. Next week looks insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So then, guys, we have a quick guy scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cover the guy scene. Leslie will cover the girl scene next week. We think. We don't know. Next week's going to be a shit show. We and might just be, like, throwing shit out there. I don't know. So the guys talk about how happy they were. All the men are out on the stage. And they talk about how happy they were to have gone through all this together. They all genuinely like one another. They support one another. So that kind of helps. So I just have some highlights here. Kevin calls out Jose for his first impression of Gil when Gil is on the stripper pole. And Jose's going, whoa, that boy is wild. And every person in America needed to see Gil on the stripper pole again. So thank you. Yeah, his pants like ripped. Uh Thanks. (laughs) Now Kevin wants to relive all the times Johnny and Zach cried. I love that. And then Kevin asks Johnny why he left the apartment. And Johnny goes, which time? And everyone starts laughing. Johnny says, look, I can tell when an argument isn't going anywhere. So sometimes I just need to walk out onto the patio of our resort and scream into the dark void because I don't want to verbally abuse my wife. Really what I think he's doing is letting little Johnny out there. Mm -hmm. Johnny Jr. is out there like, "Ah, I will destroy everyone, you know. Ryan says... He left for a few days to reset and to sleep in his own bed. Gil says, I never left because it's marriage and I'm a grown-up. Exactly. Thank you. So now we get a montage where Kevin says Gil showed incredible patience by dealing with that cold bitch Mirla. Yeah. You know, when <laughs> she when she didn't want to do a body shot or walk his dog or blindfold herself or getting a, mas- a sweaty massage in the blazing hot sun. How high maintenance of her. How dare she. Yeah. Gil's like, dude, it's fine. I was married. Whatever. And then Zach pipes up and goes, I would have rathered my wife have those issues than the issues that my wife has. <laughs> True. Gil's like, then Gil starts talking about her as his wife in present tense. Yeah. I love my wife. I love how ambitious she is. She makes me want more in life. Like, I can't. I can't. I was like, I just want to hug him. Yeah. Kevin asked the group, were they shocked by Gil and Mirla's breakup? And Ryan was like, I really was. Like, you guys always seemed, um, excuse me. You always seemed solid. We were really surprised. And Jose says, I was surprised because I, quote, saw the chemistry building through you. What does that even mean, Jose? (laughs) You saw the chemistry building through them? Do you mean between them? Here we go with this guy. He's a spaceship analytical (laughs) politicalist. There we go. So it's hard for him to understand stuff. It's hard. It's hard. He, like, lives... He might be one of those people that lives up here, like, way up in their intellect. In but, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so, um, Johnny says he knows Mirla very well. And he thought they were the golden couple. And he was shocked, too. Gil says, never in my life was I insecure about someone being with me. But I'm absolutely insecure now. Can I just say uh, something? You'll be fine, Gil. Go ahead. You, you'll be fine. This is the thing. This got me thinking, like, do these people, 
are they literally all from the same town? Because it turns out that Johnny knew Gil, I mean, at least knew about his dad's passing and the tragedy when they were kids. Yeah, yeah they're And all then from he's the same like, city. oh, yeah, I know, Mirla, she's like my best friend. It's like, what the? So you all knew each other and just pretended not to? And then we all know that he knew Bao. So it's like, what is this? I don't think Johnny and Mirla knew each other before, did they? Well, he's like, I know her very well. So maybe. Yeah, no, he's just being Johnny. He didn't okay. know her before. But yes, they are all from the same town, which normally, though, I mean, in the past 12 seasons, we've never had somebody who knows the other person. Yeah. So this is kind of weird. Okay, so Kevin's like, dude, your DMs are blown up right now. You're fine. Kevin asks Zach if he has chilled out on his quest for perfection. And Zach finds a circular way to say that he's relaxing his standards. I don't even fucking know what he said. No. He needs to grow Was, up. He needs to grow up. Was the group surprised when they heard Jachel broke up? And Zach says, not really. I was more surprised that they got back together. And then Jose, like, throws him a look. And Zach like, goes, how dare you? Yeah, like, look, dude, I know you worked your ass off to get back in her life. And I appreciate that. Like, not many people would do that. Ryan says, once they broke up, okay, now Ryan pipes up. And this is where I started to soften towards Potato a little bit, guys. I know. Ryan says, once they broke up, Mirla was very happy that Rachel was single and they could hang out. I wrote, Ryan has done this on Unfiltered many times. He calls people out on things. And he did it in the episode where Jose was like, Rachel called me by another man's name, remember? And he's like, yeah, dude, he she called you Johnny. Johnny. Right. I appreciate that quality about Potato. I really do. He needs to apply that to his own life. Yeah. Like, he's not afraid to be honest and confront people. He needs to do that in his own life. And that is born of insecurity that he can't do I that. I think that he, for reality TV in this universe, he is a friend of at best. He could come in, yes. do the commentary. Yes. He's not a protagonist. He's not a star. Yep. Good call. Good call. So um, Johnny says he is very good friends with Rachel and Jose. And he hopes he had a part in getting them back together. Because he he's such a narcissist. Because he would drop Jose hints. Like Rachel would do things and... Uh, Johnny would be like, hey, I think if you do this. First of all, um, you're admitting on national television that you're betraying Rachel's trust. Yeah. Okay. He says basically the problem was that Rachel wants to do things and Jose is a homebody. Mm-hmm. And he can't do that with Rachel. She's summer Rachel. Get with mm-hmm. it. All right. Now we get the bromance of Johnny and Jose. And I have to admit, I thought it was very funny. And I I wrote here, I wish that we got to see more of this type of stuff in the season. Yeah, because it was so heavy. It was, right. And this was so funny mm-hmm. that I think it would have really have, I don't know, like, it would have made Jose look more human. Yeah, like, he was very I kinda, stiff. Yeah, I kind of thought, like, I saw him in a new light after that montage. I was like, okay, he is kind of funny. Uh, okay. So Johnny says Jose is like a light and he is drawn to the light like a moth. Jose says, I am a form of support mechanism. He is so analytical. (laughs) I wrote, what does that even fucking mean? Johnny is a terrible judge of character. I have here too. (laughs) Jose says, since he was winning his marriage, he thought it would pay it forward and offer him some support gag. 
All right, so that's the guys. Nothing big there, but now we have Michaela and Zach. Oh, lordy lord. Strap on. Strap. Well, well don't strap on. Strap in. Um, yeah, well, don't do, strap do on. Do what you Jose. want. Do, do what you want, ladies and gents, and all in Yeah, between. whatever. Strap on, strap in. Get in that. Uh, what does Lisa put Stan in the basement? The straight jacket? Get I in there. I don't even know. I haven't I don't watched Lalu in a while. Or Life oh, Lee, you're whatever missing the out. I know. I need to catch up on it, but it's like, guys, I'm in school. <laughs> She's doing important shit. Yeah. I was complaining, Tate, because I had to watch so much Little House. Leslie's like, yeah, I'm doing a fucking PhD over here. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing stat right now. That's okay. killing Ugh. me. So anyways, Michaela and Zach. So Michaela refused to share the stage with Zach. So she got to go first and added alone. That's well, a baller Zach, move. Can I just yeah. say that's a baller move? And Zach waited backstage and he is pissed. <laughs> And Could you she... imagine if they took your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend and they put them out on the stage and interviewed them without you? And say, like, how awful you were to yeah, them? They were just saying whatever they wanted because you, you couldn't, like, fact-check them. Exactly. So she is in a, in a red dress. So these women are coming in hot and red and everything. She looked amazing. And Her hair looked great. It was, like, just like a rabbit style. Like, it was all, yep. like, body She's fitting. Like a rabbit oh, she looked style. beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very matching red lips. Beautiful. I love her lips. I think her lips are beautiful. So, Kevin asks, are things that bad between you and Zach that you can't even share the same stage? And she said, I just made the decision to protect my energy and I need to be able to talk without being quite literally interrupted. This is an exact quote. <laughs> She's winning life right now. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. So cut to Zach backstage with a Pikachu face. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they go to the beginning and things were good. And even till this day, their wedding day for her was still one of the best days of her life, she said. Yes. So cut to the first big fight, the Clorox wipe incident. R.I.P. R.I.P. Clorox wipe. So she ends up admitting that he was right, that she needs to learn to manage her impulsive behavior. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And that from that moment, it was that Zach, that Michaela could feel that Zach had kind of given up after that one yeah, moment. Yeah, it, it turned him off. So she believed that since that moment, she had been clawing her way back to try mm-hmm. to get into his good graces, but his mind was already set. Mm-hmm. So... She ends up admitting that he was right, that she needs to learn her behavior. We said that. So then Kevin is like, talk about Zach having problems with your behavior. Did you have problems with his behavior? Because we were like, what is she reacting to? Because this right. is a little kind of, you know, a little schizo right here. Right. Um, and she says, I did. It was the lack of forgiveness, the lack of grace, the lack of compassion. And she felt like being with Zach, he was always waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for her to explode again. Yep. He so was she was walking her. next show. So she was yep. like, I can't be myself around him because if I'm too much, he's going to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. So she And says, again, and again, I am not excusing her like physical outburst. No, not at all. But Zach was gaslighting her. We yeah. Was. Okay. She says... That was stressful for her because she wanted her marriage to work. She wanted to do better and wanted them to be okay, but couldn't because she was stressed out about making a mistake. So when you're constantly worrying about not making a mistake, saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, 
you don't end up being yourself. You start being like a version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Agreed. when you get all caught up, you then feel like you're, that's kind of what it is to be gaslit. Then you start reacting to that and you're like, wait, this isn't me. And it's like a whole thing. So she laughs and says, yeah, it was a roller coaster, but that's how I would describe Zach and I's brief relationship. And I was like, a roller coaster? It was more like a bungee jump. <laughs> just boof, <laughs> down. Um, and she says they were both equally to blame for their fights and has she should have not participated in those fights the way she did. So I'm glad that she admitted that. Yeah, she did. So then Kevin's like, okay, so you're saying all the right things. Why can't he be out here? And she says, I don't want him next to me. Because on the one hand, she's taking accountability for her actions. And in the same breath, she doesn't want to see his face. And I'm just like, what is going on here? Zach is like, and we've seen this happen all season, Leslie. I I think you talked about it. He has this influence over her Mm -hmm. where he's... like, she'll try to voice what she's saying, and he manipulates it. Like, he just gives her, or like, he that com- grin or yeah, something? Like he, and he, like, confuses her. So I think she absolutely 100% needed to be on that stage by herself. Yeah. So her sister, Sharifa, our favorite sister, Woo! comes out. Champ! And Kevin asks her, like, what did you think about Michaela and Zach? Were they a good match? And Sharifa says she thought so, but not... But now she's indifferent towards Zach because clearly it didn't work out. So cut to Zach backstage sticking out his tongue. So I, I took a picture of this because it was so funny, like the way and I paused it to take a note of that, of what she said, being indifferent towards him. And his tongue is like sticking out, kind of like, uh, you know. <laughs> she still doesn't say too much that's bad about him. And She and doesn't. Let me just add, she is only second in my favorite recurring characters. The first being Rachel's friend who said, quote, the no cards are trash. Yeah. End quote. She's my all-time hero. <laughs> Those no cards so, are trash. Yeah, that was really funny. Because I think we were all thinking that. Mm-hmm, I think even Dr. Mm-hmm. Pepper thought that, but she was like... Dr. Pepper's it. like, what is she this like, what shit? is this garbage? <laughs> yeah. So, Shavifa thinks one of their main problems was that they both wanted to be right all the time. And that they're both very stubborn which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it is when you're trying to stay married yeah and instead of focusing on your marriage you're just focusing on wanting to be right all the time so kevin asked do you think he was messing with your emotions so he asked michaela like you think zach was messing with your head and michaela says yes zach is pissed backstage (laughs) like he is like ready he looked like one of those wrestlers like ready to take off all his chains and like he wanted no he was a hood girl taking off the big old earrings (laughs) and rings and trying to get in the ring because he wanted to snatch some weeds that was that backstage (laughs) and Michaela continues and she says she gave him many opportunities to leave but he chose to stay which you know it's a little confusing because she did tell him to leave and then he would leave and then she's like why did you leave so it was a little they're both a mess like it's just a mess just stay away from each other yes please don't ever share the same breath um so then she says that it was confusing because it would turn into good morning michaela ready to go to work and be co-workers ready to say no on decision day ready to stay together ready to so it was like she was actively trying to guess where his mind was at and where the relationship stood all the time so yeah. it was confusing and she says that on their one month anniversary, so this is important because it's going to come back, and even Coco chimed in. She went, whoop, yep. Okay. Coco has the tape. <laughs> yeah, she has the tape. Roll the tape, Coco. Uh, 
<laughs> so she says they spent the night at a hotel and we do see that, that he got a hotel because he was trying to make up for their honeymoon or lack thereof because he had gotten okay COVID. i was trying to think did we see this i don't remember it but yeah he yeah. like tried to do like a second honeymoon kind of thing because he was okay. like oh you know we didn't get because i know they went swimming in somebody's backyard at some point yeah they? they did okay. go to a hotel okay so she said that was a pick-me-up for the relationship and that they bonded it was amazing they were affectionate and intimate but that he turned to her and said, don't tell anyone we did that. And if you tell anyone, I'm going to deny it. So reading between the lines, they had sex, right? Basically. They had sex. And, and he's, he's saying, like, I'll don't never tell pop up to that. Okay. So Michaela says she remembers thinking, why would I tell somebody that? And why would you deny it? And why are you telling me not to tell anybody? Yeah, guys, pro tip. If somebody, if you bang somebody and they're like, don't tell anyone this happened. Not good. Not good. They're probably not married. <laughs> been been there. Not yeah. good. <laughs> They're probably married. Yeah. Or, or, I don't know. Something else. I don't know. know. I don't like it. And then we get to see Zach backstage and he's saying, oh, oh, so this is why she doesn't want me on stage. Oh, because then I can't defend myself. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. He's like talking. You're totally right. He was like a boxer. He was yeah, like he was Muhammad like, Ali back there. Okay. Okay, like so Rocky getting ready to fight the Russian. Like he was ready. He was so ready. And yeah. then this is why I think there's a little... He is very off because you would think from seeing that footage of him getting all amped before mm-hmm. going on stage and then he goes on stage and he's sitting and he's smiling like nothing happened. Like what yeah. yep. is going on? Yep. So yeah. So there is a little something weird. There's something off about Zach and I think that's the title of my next book. There's something mm-hmm. off about Zach. What's um, the matter with Zach? <laughs> yeah, what happened with to Zach? Zach? What happened to Zach? We need to talk about Zach. Okay. <laughs> So, of course, so Zach is blowing up backstage. So Kevin is confused, as we all are, and as am I. And he's like, okay, I'm confused because I'm hearing that after decision day, you moved back in with Zach? And she says she didn't move in with him, but that they went to dinner after decision day and talked. And he asked her to go back to his place, and she said, okay. So this is where we find out that you know, they kind of hooked up after decision day, literally yes. right after. And Kevin yes. is like, Michaela, he just said he wanted a divorce from you. He looked you in the eyes and said, I want a divorce, but go ahead. He tells her, go ahead. Keep telling yeah. your story. Yeah. She's like, Kevin, know, Kevin's, a li- Kevin's a little judgy. Kevin's yeah, a little he's judgy. very judgy. He's why all of us. It, why doesn't Pastor Cal host the reunion special? I think because they need someone else to talk to the experts about like how crazy the cast is. Lifetime, if you're listening, Leslie and I are available. We're available. I would. I'd be calling you. people. I'd be calling people. Jachel, Potato, Hash Brown. I would be a fan favorite. Oh my god! We or could, I'd be stabbed to death outside. We the will studio. get crucified. <laughs> we would get banned from Lifetime forever. Isn't that television for women? It is television for women. Maybe not mm-hmm. anymore. I don't think that's their slogan anymore. Oh, I don't know. All I, I know is know. there's some real bad commercials for some real bad Christmas movies coming Jesus up. Christ. Oh, mm-hmm. I've got to love the season. Yeah. So Michaela's like, I know, I know. So apparently after decision day, she was over at Zach's for over a week straight. Yeah. And it was clearly with his invitation because how could she get into this fancy building without a key? Yeah. So he yeah. had her held her captive. Yeah, apparently. like, did she not leave ever? She was held captive. Mm. And she says, I was cooking, cleaning, and having sex with him. Cut to Zach backstage, all wide I like. I can't believe you told. Oh, don't forget, isn't 
isn't she a teacher? And this was the summer. Yeah. So, because uh, I was like, didn't she have to go to work? But if she's a teacher now. I don't even know. What does she do? I don't even know she's what a anyone te- does I think anymore. she's a teacher. She's in education. So, she says Zach told her she was only there because he was trying to help her out. That she was mooching off of him. Oh, and my en- God. And encroaching on his area. <laughs> so, after the lover's holiday, <laughs> as it is put... She sends Zach a text message and apologized and what she had done throughout the season. And because there was so much trauma and drama with it, there being so little history that they shouldn't be together. So do you believe that it was her that broke things off? Um, no. I don't believe it for one second. I, I don't know what to believe. Again, I feel like they could have their own spinoff. That's just like, this is fucking craziness. I, I wouldn't watch it. I would we just get put just put anxiety. them in an apartment together and lock the door. See, so see it's a peach match to the death. Yeah, celebrity death match, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. and then Baxter from the grave comes in and kills them both. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, they agreed to be friends still, and she's mm-hmm. like, so she invites him to the dog park the following day, and he tells her he only wants to be cordial in front of other people. Wow. So Which Kevin AKA like, means at the reunion. At the reunion. Mm-hmm. So Kevin is like, so why won't you say this to him now? It's important. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to see him. She's done and she doesn't need any closure. And Zach played her. Mm-hmm. She was in a marriage, but doesn't know what Zach was in. Zach is losing it backstage. He's like, can I go on stage? He's like, mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. just raging. Yeah. So that is the end of Michaela's segment. So then they bring out Zach. So he mm-hmm. comes on stage. Michaela's now is backstage. So the roles are reversed. So the question is asked, what happened? Why can't you be together on the stage? And he says, I don't know. He was so excited to see her, but she can't be next to him. Yeah, like suddenly you're right. I didn't even think of that. Like, where's all this anger? Yeah. Like, if that were me, right? So continuing the storyline of me being enraged backstage while mm-hmm. my ex-husband's out there telling everything, they brought me out. I'd be like, and Kevin was like, "Why couldn't you be on?" I'd be like, "I don't know, dude. Probably because I none of this happened." Exactly. And I'm trying. I can't defend myself. Instead, he's like smiling, being. I like, was I happy don't know. to see her. I don't know what happened. You're right. That was real weird. Really weird. Huh. So according to Zach, after the first time she moved out Clorox Gate, that's when he had concerns about the marriage. So that was true. So there were mm-hmm. big red flags to him. Mm-hmm. The situation mm-hmm. was a little too extreme. And because she chose to move out after a misunderstanding or whatever. So Kevin asked, was this like a roller coaster to you? And he says, not a roller coaster, just up and down. And that was when I thought like bungee jump. Definitely yeah. bungee jump. Yep. So they talk about the couple's retreat. Infamous couple retreat. And he said he was calm and happy to leave. And we see the infamous clip. And he said it was just too much drama, doesn't want to go through that again, and that he feels uh, is everything that, is his fault. Is that an R.I.P. church pew? R.I.P. church pew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, what's the table? The foosball table. Foosball R.I.P. table. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy. And it's like, oh my God, because he was like, oh, because everything was like my fault. And then he said he abandoned her. She acted that way. And then Michaela is backstage shaking her head and rolling her eyes. She's like, oh, God, here we go with his version of the story. Yep. So Kevin asked, if it hadn't been for that Hurricane K, could you have had a chance? And he says, probably. 
Zozak says he thinks Michaela thinks Zack is trying to make her look bad. That that is his goal for some reason, but that doesn't take responsibilities for her own actions, even though she was taking responsibility for her own actions. We just saw her do that. Yeah. And so you just see Michaela arguing with the TV screen. I always take responsibilities for my own actions. Again, another intense moment where I thought, I'm taking fucking crazy pills. What is going on? Yep. Who is right? Yep. What is up? What is down? I, if you, you know, again, if you guys go back and listen, like before decision day, we were like kind of coming around that she was being gaslit, that something yeah. was wrong. And then when he pulled that shit on decision day, like reading her like a love poem and being like, I love you as much as I love my mother. I want a divorce. You're as good as my mom. And he's crying. I don't want to be with you. I want to divorce that situation. Yeah, it was bad. I don't know. He says, this is the worst relationship I've ever been in romantically, friendship wise, work wise, any type of relationship. This is the worst one. It's like, dude, we got it. Dude, you need to never talk to each other again. Never. Ever. Never. Get Pretend contract, you don't even know down. who she is. Yes. So Kevin calls him out and is like, there were times where you made it seem like you had feelings for her. And they roll the clips. Thank God. Then he's like, yeah, I had feelings for her. So Kevin's like, do you see how that's confusing to her? <laughs> and he's like, no. Nope. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I clock this. So with less than four minutes left in the episode, they start to talk about decision day. Mm-hmm. And on decision day, Kevin says, you said we can still work on our relationship outside of this. And then they play the clip of him wanting to divorce the last eight weeks, but seeing where things go. So that gave her the impression there was still a chance. Yeah. And this is the kicker. So Kevin says, you told her you were willing to work on your relationship. And Zach, Zach, Zach says, but Kevin, that doesn't mean that we were going to be together. He's a sociopath. I'm done. And then he has the nerve to ask, where's the disconnect? I'm, mo- I'm Mother Debbie Dunn. I don't know. I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't know what else to, to say. Kevin is like, just have the boss to say I want a divorce. Things didn't work out. Move on. Instead of saying, I want a divorce, but this could work out, but let's get, let's go and start a relationship. And Zach is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said this could work out. Because then he wanted to, like, I never said that. Who said yeah, that? Yeah, he's like, roll the tape. Roll the tape. Um, we have every one of your movements for the past six months on tape. Dude. And Kevin says, you said to her, we could have a relationship. And he goes, Kevin, I have a relationship with everyone in this room. That does not mean we're married. <laughs> oh my god oh you're my making god. it seem like i don't know what i'm talking about um okay yeah there we go you don't know what you're talking were you like what is happening right now i just started just bot- watching his body language he is okay. getting agitated he's getting loud he's puffing his chest the machismo thing like he's trying to show that he's a tough man you can't break him down and he's like is it his perfectionist nature is causing her to react this way? You know, like her family says she was a hurricane. You know, she demonstrated it. And then he says, I know marriage is hard, but does it need to be this hard? Do I need to deal with this shit? I feel like I know somebody like this 
who doesn't know how to not say every single... Okay, so everybody inside your brain, Mm -hmm. internally, you have conflicting thoughts, right? Sometimes you might be like, "Um, you know, Darcy's a great human being. Darcy's kind of a terrible mother, though. But, you know, I really like her and I find her funny. But, you know, there's the whole Jesse thing. I don't, whatever. Yeah. You don't voice all of that. You keep some of that inside. You don't say the quiet part out loud. Zach is one of these people who just says all the conflicting stuff and internal stuff out loud. Yeah. I think that would be, watching Zach now, you know how sometimes people have asked, maybe in the past or as a kid or something, what would you like your superpower to be? And I always said to me, read minds. Fuck no. Because this is what's going on. I don't want to hear this nonsense. Very good point. Zach is like somebody's mind being read right out in public for us. Yeah. No, thank you. So Kevin asks, so on your one month anniversary, were you intimate with her? And he goes, nah, hell no. You know what what you need now? You know what you need now? Shane, can you take a lie detector test? <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing my, I'm doing a Lacey from Love After Lockup. It's not good, guys. Cha-Jane, Cha-Jane. Um, Cha-Jane needs a lie detector test. We says, need one. Wheel it out. Get it out there. I want it. But then he says, I want to kiss her before. I want to kiss her after. So now I'm going to kiss her on a month anniversary. Michaela's backstage and I am with her. She's like, see... He said he was going to deny it, and there he is lying. And if he did not say that, she brilliantly set this up. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, This is why we can never host the reunion special, because I'd be wheeling out a lie detector test. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin is like, at this point, she needs to come out here, because now she's sounding like a pathological liar. And Zach agrees, and then says... That's pretty insane what she was saying. But of course, now Zach is like, nah, I'm done. She wanted to be out here alone. So Michaela's backstage and it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Call me a liar to my face. I'm going out there. Do you notice something? What? He does not want to be on stage with her. He, he was not. acting like he wanted to be. Like, I was looking forward to seeing her. Well, like, even backstage, he's like, get me out there. Let me out yeah. there. You know what? She wanted to be out there to call him out as bullshit. She got up and she walked right out there. So we see Michaela. Barging into the set, and Zach freaks out and says, "Like, stop, stop, stop!" stop. Yeah, he she had her time alone. Her. Yep. Now you're gonna give me my time alone. And he's talking to the cameras. He's like complaining to yeah. producers, like, he's "No, you let her yeah. talk by herself. Uh, I need to talk by myself. It's not fair." He cannot he's like, I'm not participating anymore. And he gets up and leaves. He cannot even look her in the eye. He cannot even look her in the eye. I was like, "What kind of tantrum is this?" Because he totally had sex with her. Mm-hmm. Guys, they had hotel sex. Of course. There's nothing to be ashamed of. That's the most wonderful form of sex there is. Hotel <laughs> sex. You don't got to clean the sheets. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's okay, Zach. But he cannot, he can't be, like, he can't look at her and deny that. He can't. Yeah. It's just, it was baffling. It was bonkers. All of this was bonkers. So next time on, part time two on. of our reunion, okay, go. we pick up wherever the hell we just left off with Michaela also <laughs> walking out with her hands up like she was surrendering. I don't know what it was. Then cuts her, um, to her screaming, he doesn't care about me. He never cared. 
you know, then we see Bao and Johnny on the couch, so we finally get to see their segment. Yeah, that's She's weird that we didn't again. see their segment, right? I think it was because they had to do the Mikhail and Zach, like, in two parts. Yeah, but then we had the guy scene. Like, theoretically, they could have pushed the guy scene to next week. I think they're week. stretching the drama. There's probably going to be drama between Johnny and Bao. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Something's going to be big there. Yeah. Yep. So Bao is also dressed in red. And then you see Johnny saying... Whatever Bao was doing to me, it worked because he did feel like a broken man. And she's like, what the fuck? So here we go again. She's a Frankenstein, you know? I have, I, have an unpopular, I have an unpopular opinion. What? I think Bao might not be as great as we think she is. <laughs> hold, hold that Okay, on. all right, go on. So then we see a clip of the experts sitting down answering questions about which couple surprised them the most. And Dr. Pepper is having a laughing fit. She's like, ah! Love her. We see Mirla getting called out and Gil crying. And then we see Bao and Johnny and Mirla on the couch. There's the three of them. And Kevin asks, are you and Johnny just BFFs? And you see Mirla nodding. Yes. And something is said that angers Gil because he gets off stage and he's like in tears. Johnny shrugs. So he asks him the question. Mirla shakes her head no. Like, you know. And Johnny just kind of does. I know this is so great on audio means but he she he kind of goes like this like a like a suggestive shrug and which gil may have been taken stage. out of context yeah gil yeah. walks off stage and then we see another clip of michaela walking off stage at another instance so what the fuck is going on i do not know we'll find out next week I, i'm really thinking bow something's up there okay let's go back to bow okay if we are correct about all those rumors. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Skip ahead, skip ahead. If she is with Zach, and she is this Franken monster, Franken footer, Rocky Horror Picture Show type of bitch, mm-hmm. I hope they are together. <laughs> so they could right. destroy each other. Because it sounds like what Johnny's saying, and I'm no, I'm not a big Johnny fan. I'm not a fan. But it me. sounds like Okay, because so, now I'm coming at it from the angle of the producers are just fucking with us. Nothing is real. So too. Nothing makes sense. So, Bao could... What was Johnny responding to that whole time with the with the comments and stuff, right? <laughs> but now I'm wondering if Bao was gaslighting Johnny just like Michaela's doing to... Or Zach was doing to Michaela. Maybe. Maybe she was kind of, like, knew that they were incompatible or whatever... And she was like, okay, on camera, I'm going to try to be, like, the one that's always yes. trying to make things work. Yes. Always working hard and make him look like the bad mm-hmm. guy. Because mm-hmm. here I am. I'm still trying. We don't agree. But, you know. I'm and- going to tell you something about Bao. Mm-hmm. She's super fucking smart. She's very smart. And when people are that smart, they could easily use that for evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. She's very smart. And she was yeah. very organized. Yep. So that could all come she in handy. She writes a spreadsheet titled Breaking Down Johnny. But here's the thing. <laughs> like the Dennis system on It's Always Sunny. Like, now I'm starting to think, okay, so Bao, she keeps tabs of everything. So she was probably like, I know Johnny. I had a crush on Johnny. He wasn't really that into me because I'm not his type. I know the kind of girls he likes. These fun-loving, bubbly girls or whatever. So maybe that's when she would act childish and that wasn't her true self. And he didn't like it because he was like that doesn't seem authentic or maybe it was don't forget he ghosted her he did could this have been a slow burn revenge. payback yeah mm, i like that 
Okay. I don't know. All right, guys. Whatever happens, Leslie and I will be here. We will cover it. We will have all the details. Yeah. Um, until next week, Leslie, you had some big news over at Sinister Girls. Why don't you tell us about it for a minute? <sighs> this week has been amazing. I've one of my childhood dreams did come true. So I'm big news. She went to fan. Disney World. I went to Disney. No, I've been there. <laughs> I was just there. Um I no. know you were just there. Um I got to go. So I'm a huge Go-Go's fan, the band the Go-Go's, you know, vacation, we have the beat, all that stuff. And Gina Shock, who's the drummer, just released a memoir, which is kind of like a coffee book memoir. So there's a ton of pictures. So apparently she had a Polaroid like throughout all their tours, like oh, every cool. time, everywhere they went, yeah. even when she was meeting bands and everything. So it's like this huge book, so many pictures, and it kind of chronicles like the Go-Go's history, essentially. And she had a book signing and I went to the talk and it was there with like journalist Lisa Robinson, who's like an amazing journalist. Like if you Google her, you will be like so impressed. Like that woman went on tour with like Bowie and Led Zeppelin. Like this is like a real hardcore journalist. Yeah. So she was like the panelist or whatever. And then the following day, yesterday, I got to interview Gina one-on-one via Zoom and it was, it was amazing amazing mm. like the fact that she like when i went to the book signing i was like oh i, I don't want to take too much of your time i'll get to talk to you tomorrow because we have an interview at 10 30 and she was like you with um with sinister girls i was like yeah that's me that's me and she was like okay i'll talk to you then so it's like she knew i was on her calendar she's like leslie and we just had the most amazing conversation awesome and i i'm still editing the recording which will air to Friday of this week so by the time you hear this it'll be out and um I cry in it I almost make her cry like it was just a love fest it was amazing and she even says I'm gonna hold her to this next time we come play in New York you're coming backstage and you're meeting all the girls and Uh, I was like I will die oh yes you need to (laughs) you need to make sure you remember that yes I need to play the recording to her publicist I'm like she cries there you go. That's but awesome. She is so awesome. And you guys, please check out Sinister Girls. It's the, the podcast. Um, it's, you know, Girls we're doing great things. Girls, Girls with, with a Z. Girls with a Z. Um, we're doing great things there. And all of this is happening and it's getting close to our 20 year anniversary. And it's like, what the hell is happening? And I feel like an imposter because I don't know how I talk my way into these things, but it, it happens. And and they can find that on any podcast app, right? Pretty any much? podcast app. Yeah. We're on Audible. We're on Stitcher, Amazon Music. Okay. okay. You know, Apple Podcasts. You could just Google Sinister Girls and the podcast will pop up or social media. Or Instagram is popping. That's okay. where all the followers are. Okay. You know, it's it's please check it out and support um, Gina Shock's book. It's made in Hollywood. Um, backstage pass with the Go-Go's and it's amazing if you love 80s music if you love women in, in rock they just awesome. got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame she is the second second female drummer to ever be inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wow like, that is impressive and also what the fuck Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah what the fuck so yeah so that's my piece so yes please listen to the podcast it's amazing and um, I love the Go-Go's so much I'm so excited and last year we had Kathy Valentine because she had her memoir come out and nice. now we have Gina. So they're my Pokemon. I'm collecting them all. Okay. I'll have the whole right. band one day. Okay. <laughs> How about and you, Amy? While Leslie's doing that important work, 
I'm talking about Saved by the Bell this week. Yes, I love that episode. Yes, so over on my podcast, Gen X This Is Why, where we talk about the damage that Little House on the Prairie has done to us in a loving way, of course. We love it. And some 80s movies. I'm also covering, um, I, I did a crossover with Lori from Untitled Gen X Podcast, which is fantastic. And we did the Saved by the Bell episode, Jesse Song. And we had a blast. And part one of my favorite revelations from the episode was when Lori pointed out that in the opening credits, Mr. Belding is lying on Zach's bed. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been one of those, like, flashback sequences where um, Mr. Belding wanted to be cool and one of the guys, because he did that a few times. Well, we got the backstory from somebody in our Facebook group, and it was that... um, Mr. Belding's wife had thrown him out or something, and he was crashing at Zach's. Jesus Christ. So there we go. So, yeah, because you know, that's when, normal right, for a when principal get, yes, to go yes. sleep in. Not only stay with your, you know, in your house, but also sleep in your bed and pose <laughs> sexily, you know, like, hey, Zach, what up? Guys. Finger guns. Looking back on it, like, it, it was, Saved by the Bell was real weird. So we had a lot of fun talking about it. You can find Gen X, This Is Why, pretty much anywhere. And and follow Leslie and I on Instagram. Yeah, That's where we are. We do have a Facebook page, but it really pretty much only points you to our Instagram account. Yeah. So that's where we are. And as we said, we'll be back next week with part two. We might do one more after that. We'll see. Yeah. You know, what's going on. And then, uh, then we'll be back for season 14 for Boston, which I'm super excited. Yeah. So follow us, subscribe to the podcast so that when we come back, boom, it's automatically in your feed. Exactly. And tell a friend and leave reviews because that actually helps. Like rate it, review it. Yeah, you can that's just say the best hot way potato, to support us. hash you brown, can, you know. You can say I love potatoes, I hate potatoes, potatoes, Baxter make me forever. horny, whatever you want to say. Baxter is a god in some way, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.